are now pleased to go back to our Auburn Bank phone line and welcome in Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. It's been a little bit of time. How's your uh, How's the rest of your summer been? And again, uh, it's getting close to football season, my friend. Yeah, no, it's it's been good. Um, you know, Thursday we get rolling with 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 fall camp, and it's just the right time. I've kind of exhausted all my resources in the off season. Let's get some actual stuff to talk about. Absolutely, and so Justin, let's uh, let's go back so that we can go forward before we get to recruiting and uh, get to fall practice. Let's talk a little bit about media days uh, from your point of view. How uh, how was your SEC media days, and then how uh, what what do you think of the comments from Hugh Freeze and then all the Auburn football players? Yeah, I thought thought it was a good time of media days for Auburn, where where they focused really on the big picture, and I think that's important, especially in light of you know, the week that Auburn just had in recruiting. You know, you don't want to come in there and, and make it all about kind of this season because I think realistically this season for Auburn, you're probably not going to expect them to compete for a championship. This is a tone-setting type of year. And when you hear guys like Elijah McAllister and Luke Peel and Cam Studs talking about kind of building a foundation and getting Auburn back to, to where they want to be, um, you know, the, these are guys that are seniors. These are guys that probably aren't going to be able to, you know, reap the, the benefits of all the benefits of their work that they put in this year. And I think – both Hugh Freeze and the players did a really good job of like keeping the focus on, hey, we've got a lot of work to do. Um, you know, we're pleased with what we've done so far, but you know, we got a long way to go before you uh, you know get to the spot where you feel like you're competing uh, on a high level with the Alabamas and Georgias of the world. And so I thought keeping that focus kind of the priority was pretty good, and it uh, it flowed right uh, pretty well into uh, you know recruiting and kind of the the run Auburn's been on here recently. Yeah, I want to talk about that run, Justin. What were your thoughts uh, on this Auburn football recruiting coming out of Big Cat Weekend? It's huge. I mean, you know, I, I thought Auburn was going to be a team that was going to be able to make some noise on the recruiting trail this year, but this much noise, this quickly, it, it has been surprising um, because I thought there was going to be a case of, you know, players are going to want to be kind of wait and see with Auburn. Um, but, you know, the reality is earlier and earlier each year, it seems like guys are wanting to make their decisions. Um a lot of these kids are announcing and making their calls, you know, before um, the you know their their senior seasons of football start, and uh, so you know you really can't afford to wait around if you're a team like Auburn. A lot of a lot of the work you do in recruiting happens in the summer uh, and before then. So uh, the fact that they were able to flip, you know, Demarcus Riddick and Perry Thompson in the same week from Alabama from Georgia. Also getting Malcolm from right down the road to Benjamin Russell, it's it's huge because I think this Auburn class has got a ton of quality. You know, top five in average recruit ranking right, ranking right now. They just got to get the quantity uh, to match it. Um, but these are big time, you know, you know playmakers that that Auburn really needs on both sides of the ball, and that's what's going to help get them closer long term to the Alabamas and Georgias of the world. So, um, yeah, phenomenal week. Uh, a lot of credit goes to this staff for being able to, you know, you know, put together, um, you know, these these flips before they even cut you down of organized football this year. Like, that is that is pretty impressive. Well, after, those, after that recruiting weekend, and, I mean, you, you go around and you look at all the message board banter on the Georgia side and the Bama side and – of course, it's like all vitriol toward the Barnes cheating, Paul, as everybody likes to say. I mean, just that alone, how much does that show how much of a shot across the bow to those two programs that uh, this recruiting weekend was? 
Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think Alabama and Georgia fans both had gotten used to Auburn being, you know, not a not a contender uh, on the recruiting trail. I mean, it's it's been a few years since Auburn's been able to kind of really make these kind of strides um, this quickly, and I think they were getting used to and really enjoying uh, an Auburn recruit recruiting, uh, you know, recruiting landscape, a uh, recruiting operation, I should say, that uh, that wasn't. You know, firing at full capacity. What 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 Auburn's capable of? I do find it funny that you know there's a lot of you know a lot of Alabama Georgia fans just thinking it's the end of the world when it's like you know no y'all still will sign the number one and number two classes in the country like you'll right. be fine don't worry don't worry about it but the fact that Auburn is getting players that they really want um, I think is a, is a sign that you know we, they're going to try to catch up with them and, and we know that Auburn. Historically, it's not going to recruit like an Alabama or a Georgia. You'll pull in top five classes every single year. Uh, but we do know that if Auburn's you know, recruiting around a top ten level and, and gets really good quarterback play, uh, they're capable of winning championships. And, and Auburn's trying to get closer to being that uh, for the first time in a while. Yeah. And, and it, it looks like uh, just from everything that kind of all the tea leaves that uh, they're not done yet. And uh, I'm just kind of curious on your thoughts on – who might who might be that next domino to fall? Could it could it be KJ uh, this weekend? Could it be DeAndre Carter? What, what are your thoughts on that next domino? Yeah, I think KJ Bolden would be a huge one to, to, to get. You know, he's obviously making his commitment on Saturday. Um, you know, I'll be I'll say this: I wasn't surprised when Auburn flipped to Marcus Riddick or flipped Perry Thompson. That's where things had kind of been trending for a while. Right. KJ Bolden, that's a lot. That's a lot tougher battle. Florida State's done a great job with them. Georgia and Ohio State definitely can't be counted out. Uh, but Auburn is – I think Auburn's done everything it could to put themselves in a position to get a chance to catch it bold. And honestly, you already have two five-stars in this class. Getting a third, I mean, like, just being in the conversation, I think it's huge enough for Auburn because they were – you know, they weren't even in his top 10 or 12 or whatever it was, uh, you know, last year. Um, just shows you how, how quickly this, this has come. I do think the more likely one of those guys to pop up would be DeAndre Carter. The, the problem is we don't know when DeAndre Carter is going to make his decision. Um, you know, the big offensive lineman from California. I think he's going to end up in Auburn's class. That's where it kind of feels like it's heading. It's just going to be a matter of when he decides and, you know, what kind of timing there. He doesn't have a commitment date set like a KJ Bolden does. Um, so it'll be interesting to see kind of where he goes. But I, I did think that Bolton, that, uh, Carter had a really good chance at, you know, Auburn had a really good chance of getting him, you know, sometime soon, and Big Cat seemed to reinforce that. Talking to Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer today on Sports Call. Justin, let's turn our attention to fall practice coming up, starting with Thursday. So how's, uh, how's fall practice going to be run, Ferg? What do we know about the practice schedule, scrimmage schedule, all that good stuff? Well, it's going to be in the morning. Um, that's, a, that's a good sign. Um, it, it's way too hot to be trying to <laughs> practice, like, right now. I can't imagine trying to do that right now. So a little different. They're doing them in the mornings this year uh, for for fall camp. For most of the most of practices are starting you know early, like before nine o'clock, before nine thirty. Um, so that I think will be a nice adjustment. Um, they'll be able to get a lot of good work in, you know, while also keeping guys as safe as you possibly can at this time of year. Um, they will have a couple of spring scrimmages, or I'm sorry, fall scrimmages um, coming up. Uh, the I think it would be not this upcoming Saturday, but the next two Saturdays. Uh, will be scrimmage times, and those will be crucial for so many position battles, especially the quarterback situation. Um, but, uh, you know, they've got plenty of time. It seems like a pretty good spaced-out schedule um, for those of us who get to cover this. A uh, good bit of access. 
whether you know it's it's viewing windows or interview opportunities. So should be a great fall camp. Uh, definitely looking forward to it. Um, you know, and the schedule is is shaping up to be a pretty nice one. And as you alluded to, Justin, I mean, again, a lot of position battles, a lot of new faces. We've obviously spent buku amount of times on quarterback, and I know that that will continue to be a focus in the fall. But, I mean, what are some of those other important position battles and, and things that we need to be keeping an eye on uh, as we enter fall practice? Yeah, who steps up an outside receiver? Um, you know, you, you feel pretty good about Javarius Johnson, you know, being one of your key guys this season, uh, you know, and mostly in the slot. Outside guys, Shane Hook uh, coming in, Jair Shorter coming in, Cameron Brown being fully healthy. You know, some of these young, uh, other guys on Auburn's roster, like, who separates themselves? Coy Moore is back as well. Like, who separates themselves in this in this group? Because Auburn needs playmakers. And they went out into the portal and got several more after spring practices. And I think that's, that kind of tells you where they feel um, like they needed it right now. So that'll be a big one. Offensive line, the two guard spots, I think will still be up for grabs. Jeremiah Wright, if he's healthy, I think has a really good chance to start. Um, that other spot feels more up in the air. Got Cam Stutz, who obviously went to media days. Uh, Tate Johnson, who, when he was healthy, had a really good spring. Uh, Connor Liu came out of nowhere uh, as a true freshman and was getting some reps there. I think he's going to play some this year, even if he doesn't start, which is rare for a true freshman. And then, of course, they get uh, Jaden Muscarad, the transfer from Tulsa, uh, who was a tackle last season for the Golden Hurricane, but he's probably going to start off at guard and have a chance to you know, compete for that job um, here in the spring. So that's a big one. Uh, you know, other position battles, I mean, how they shake out the defensive front will be interesting. I think it's going to be kind of like a, a good rotation, deeper rotation. So who starts might necessarily be as important as who, you know, makes the cut in the two deep and stuff like that. But defensive line got some new faces there. Jack linebacker Jalen McLeod comes in, um, you know, try to give them a different kind of look with that group that just needs a lot. Larry Nixon. Uh, joins a linebacker group that that made some good strides in the um, in, in in spring practices, and then you know just kind of that next wave in the secondary. The secondary brings back a lot of experience, um, a lot of uh, you know a, a lot of key starters. Um, I'm I'm really interested to see uh, how that two deep unfolds. Um, Kay and Lee, JD Ram at corner, uh, a ton of freshmen at, at cornerback, safety. Who's going to step up at safety and at that nickel, that star position? Uh, behind the the known commodities back there because uh, Auburn's going to be turning those guys loose starting in 2024 um, because there's so many seniors in that group. So how they find and develop that next wave is going to be very interesting to me in the secondary. And then Justin, you know, we we talk about spring practice or fall practice opening this week. You got the first press conference of the of the fall coming up on Thursday. What is the biggest question that you are looking forward to hearing from Hugh Freeze on that in that opening presser? Uh, the status of Jarquez Hunter, if they can give it. Um, I think that's obviously the biggest storyline that's not involving the quarterbacks coming into spring practice or coming into fall camp. Um, you know, we'll see. You know, they have deferred to the university. Um, I feel like some sort of clarity needs to be given or is going to be given here shortly. Um, you know, and I say that in the next couple of days, whether Hunter is going to be out there for fall camp whether he's not, whether he's going to be able to play this season, whether he's not. I think everyone's kind of working under the expectation that he will play this year. So it's going to be a matter of how much and when he'll be able to go. And so that could be as early. We could find that out as early as Thursday. So that is obviously the big the big question 
that I think is on the front of everybody's minds right now. Yeah, absolutely. I know we've had our calls about it, and uh, I guess some of it could be answered either verbally or uh, if we actually yeah. see him practicing uh, on, on Thursday. That would be a part of it. Well, Justin, we'll let you out of here with this. We'll change the topic real quickly. Trade deadline going on right now. Braves had a, a couple acquisitions here in recent days. Anything else you want to see here in the last half hour? Yeah, it would have been fun to see them go after another starter. I know they don't have a ton of assets to flip. Um, This hasn't been a crazy trade deadline outside of the Mets selling, which is hilarious, and I love it. Um, But, you know, know, I I would have loved to probably strengthen that that rotation a little bit more. But, hey, if Max comes back, um, you know, from from this injury, while if they can get Kyle Wright back at some point this year, um, you feel pretty good about Elder and, and Morton and then just figure out what you do from there. I do like the bullpen pickups the Braves have gotten. I do like the fact that they got Nicky Lopez, who will actually give them a left-handed bat off the bench and an infielder who can pretty much play anywhere. Very good fielder, uh, one of the best, you know, just pure fielders in the game. Um, I love that addition for a guy that you money, like for cash, that you pitched one game and said, nope, don't need him. Um, you know, so that that was a really good move. Um, you know, and so I, I'm looking forward to seeing Lopez like be maybe a late inning guy for him or a, a pinch hitter who can do some things. Not not the greatest hitter in the world, but I love his defense um, and, and he can run. So yeah, it, it's been a good deadline. Like if I was in the if I was in the GM chair, I would have probably tried to see if you can make a splash and get you know one more starter uh, starting pitcher, but. I, I get I get why you you can stamp out you're the best team in baseball and you've been able to far um, and you know you don't want to you don't want to leverage your future too too much um, also knowing that you know if you're the Braves uh, there's gonna be some free agents and some trade pieces th- these next couple of years that they're gonna be they're gonna be in position to go after and get and get so uh, you know I get I get why they decided to stay pat so far we'll see. Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer with us today on Sports Call. Justin, as always, the Times greatly appreciated. What can our listeners and the readers look forward to at the Auburn Observer over the next couple of days and weeks? Yeah, you can uh, check out uh, auburnobserver.com. Um, we're actually going to be running a special deal, a discount throughout fall camp. That starts tomorrow. So if you've been waiting to pull the trigger on a subscription, I will tell you tomorrow will be the day um, you will want to check out the site because uh, we'll be running that running that sale all for the next month um so everything we do gets sent to your email inbox i'm going to be at practice on thursday and friday going to have observations from practice those are going to go up as soon as i get them done after practice so those will be in your inboxes so if you're wondering thursday or friday hey what what went on at practice um as soon as you know i get it all written it's going to go into people's inboxes so uh you can have that there uh podcast as well a lot of stuff leading up to the season, but you know, a lot of good, a lot of good access, a lot of good interview and, and media opportunities here in fall camp. Judging by the schedule, and we're going to be able to take full advantage of it. AuburnObserver.com, check it out. Justin, as always, the time is greatly appreciated. We look forward to seeing you out there on Thursday. Absolutely, I'll try to stay cool. Oh, we will try. Appreciate it, Justin.